day, everyone. It's the Hybrid Happy Hour with Meg Jacoby. This is me talking to Meg because she has been over at the World Championship, as you know, where she came in second to one Lauren Weeks. And then she had a little uh, little time for herself. And so this is her and I chatting. And then she will get back to interviewing guests uh, on the Hybrid Happy Hour herself beginning next Monday. Uh, we have Dylan on the Hybrid Dive. He'll be back. And then I'm always here uh, crushing the episodes as well. Do go ahead and leave a comment on the Instagram about what you think about this episode. Do us one thing better. Share it. Share it. Do that thing where you hit share in your stories and tag us. Show people how much you're loving the show. We want to grow the heck out of it. We want to keep bringing you this awesome stuff. Go check out the YouTube channel for other interviews. Quick bit of housekeeping. Had a little uh, toggle issue, a little tangle issue with the cord, uh, with the wire. When I asked her the first question, you don't want to hear an annoying sound of, of, of the microphone. So I went ahead and just, just sounded bad. So I just cut it out. So what you're going to hear is me asking Meg, what was it like on the start line? Yes, I, 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 I didn't do a British accent, but I'm doing it now. I said, were you confident? Were you confident on the start line, Meg? Away we go. I'm always, I'm always confident. Not, not that there weren't doubts and well, doubts is the wrong word. I certainly never went in thinking it was going to be easy. I never thought I was going to go in and just win just because I want to win. You know, um, I knew who I was competing against and I have tremendous respect for all of these ladies, but I have raced Lauren twice at this point. She beat me once. I had a lap issue in that race, not saying that she wouldn't have if I didn't, but like, I didn't have a good race there. So in that race, I feel like I didn't really get to, I don't think the out. I think I would have been closer. I think, you know, things would have been different. Like that wasn't a great showing of like her and I getting to compete against each other. And in Chicago, I ended up beating her. Um, and then I got beat by Michaela and we both kind of together, like to, had beat Lauren, like we were all together. And then that's kind of, you know, what happened, but so I had felt confident. Like I knew, I knew I could do it. I had before. Um, but I certainly didn't think it wasn't going to be a challenge. And I had, I certainly thought that if I didn't have my a good day, that she could beat me a hundred percent, I would be an idiot to not think that way, you know? But I also very firmly believe that if I'm having my best day, I do be, believe I'm not beatable. I, I firmly believe that if I'm having my day, the way I did in Anaheim, the way I pieced everything together, my splits were perfect. They were exactly the same. Every, you know, if I'm having that kind of race, I don't think I would have, I don't, I believe I would have won. You know what I mean? But that's not the day that I had. And another like part of that is, you know, I get to walk away pretty proud of the fact that I didn't feel good. I didn't run well. I felt like shit on my runs. My legs just didn't want to go. And I was still within about 30 seconds of winning. And I fought the entire time. I walk away from this believing that I'm one of the strongest competitors mentally that is in this game. And that's a very proud feeling. You know, it's, it's, hard, it's a hard pill to swallow to come in second. And I'd be lying, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say that. And a lot of people I think don't understand, like, the race feels like a failure to me because I came in with the highest seed, right? I came in with the fastest time of the year and I'd done it five weeks earlier. So I know I'm fit. I know I'm ready to go. If you were seated 10th, 
and you came in 20th, you'd be disappointed, right? Because so that's the that's kind of the feeling that I'm having right now. And yeah. as happy as I am for Lauren because she earned she earned that shit. She ran a great race, you know, she ran well, and that's where I think she was beating me was on the running. Um, so she friggin' earned that. Like, and and then you know, hats off to her a hundred percent. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to focus on all the positives. And one of the positives is that it came down to 14 wall balls on a day that I didn't feel good. So that's, you know, that's saying a lot about the type of competitor and athlete that I am. So I think you're allowed to it feel like a failure to you. I think that's okay. Like, I think the, the idea of like, oh, you're still second. It's like, no, like if you go there to win, fuck that. Like I went there to win. And that's like what, yeah. that's, a, that's what you're doing when you're at the next level. If I'm if I'm right. if I'm if I'm picked eighth or tenth and finish fourth or third or finish above my right, like you are exactly. absolutely allowed to be super not happy with how it went. Right, and I think that's like you know, there's so many people who I'm sure would love to be in my shoes. Like, there's many people up there that I raced against that would have loved to come in second place. You know, but there's a lot of like you know, there's prize money. There's there's all these. Things. I'm the I technically have the world record. Like. I have the world record and I got beat. That's not a great feeling. You know what I mean? And, and, and not that money is everything, but it was a $10,000 loss. <laughs> 14 wall balls cost me 10 K. Like there, there are a lot of like weird little dynamics to this that I think I just want people to understand. Like I'm not ungrateful. I'm, I'm super proud of a lot of that and how it turned out. I'm super proud of my season as a whole. Like I have so much to be, you know, happy and proud of. Um, but this, but I didn't execute. And ultimately I'm a competitor, I'm an athlete. And when you don't execute, it doesn't feel good, you know? And that's, that's just the way that I feel. So did you by chance hear, um, what Hunter said he did to get ready for this? I know a lot of what Hunter's did to get ready for this. And I know what his week looked like leading up to the race. And, uh, Hunter is not someone that anyone could really follow. That that's Hunter's an anomaly to the world. And but, but, but I feel like it really because I listened to it again yesterday, and I feel like whether you like him or not, the fact that he said I'm not competing against them, I'm yeah. competing against the best who've ever done it. Just yep. even think that way is a oh, that's cha- exactly how I feel. Is a champion's that's- mindset. Right. Absolutely. So the fact that he then executed and it worked is just like icing on the cake. But it's like they're all trying to beat Hunter. Hunter's like, I don't give a fuck about them. I'm trying to ski as good as this guy. I'd never even heard of. I had to Google it to find the picture. You know what I mean? And to me, like, yep. well, that's that's why he's kind of the goat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like, I I very much feel that way. You know. Um. And if you don't, and you're at this point, like, why are you doing it? You know what I mean? Like. Like, I'm very grateful for the career that I've had so far. And I'm super young, like eight months. I'm eight months. That's it. That's all I've been doing this for. I have a lot to learn. I still have a lot to learn about myself. I have a lot to learn about how to perfect my race, um, you know, for me. And I'm competing against Lauren, who's done this for several years now, you know. Um, and, And Hunter has, too. Like, he's had the time to really nail down exactly what he needs to do. And I'm still learning that stuff. And it would be too much of a Cinderella story for it to have gone perfect. You know, like, and and at the same time, like, there's a part of me that's like, and if it did, would I care as much next year? You know, now I have a huge, huge motivator behind me 
for my next season. Um, and I feel like I'll have my chance, you know, and it just, this would just wasn't my time. You know what I mean? That's just how I see it. So, so do you enrich, like, do you look at, do you watch the race again? Do you just look at the splits and see where things went off? Like, how do you, um, what was that? First I mean, I kind of know, like, I kind of know exactly what happened because I stationed very, very well. Um, you know, I had the first or second fastest time in most of the stations, a few stations I had been working on specifically, I had the fastest times in. Um, so those are small wins because I'd put a lot of work into certain areas that I knew my competitors were really strong at. Um, and then I ended up having a faster time. So I know the rails just fell off for me on the running and, um, you know, I caught up on the row and we were together leaving and I just, my legs just didn't have it to, to, to run fast. Um, I also was experiencing a lot of cramping actually after that. And when I was doing my farmer's carries, my quads and my calves were cramping and, um, I, it just, that's a station I'm normally extremely strong in. And I just like, couldn't move my feet quick. So, and then I'm doing lunges and I'm having to keep my feet flexed because every step time I'm pushing off the ground, my calves are cramping up. And then that's in your back of your mind. Like you're running and you're thinking, I still have lunges and wall balls and my legs are cramping. This is not a good sign, you know? And so then you, I start kind of worrying, like I got to get through these, you know? And, um, and I did, um, but yeah, so I, I'm not ready to, to watch the race yet, but I think as a competitor, it's like, I'm so aware of what's happening and, and what's not going well for me at the time that like, I kind of know, you know? What did you, when you heard it was going to be four laps, what was your thought on that? Um, you know, people are always making the joke about me with the lap counting thing. And some people who maybe made jokes about it ended up being the ones who made the mistakes. That will never happen again. I, I can I assure you that. General, I'm asking everybody that. I asked Hunter that. I yeah, wasn't, no, it wasn't about I mean, you missing a lap. It was like, that's a lot for a race. It was, it was and it was unfortunate because... Um, I think typically that course is like a two and a half lap course. And I know they were trying to do it for spectator reasons, but I didn't, I didn't personally like it. I mean, I I will say for it being a longer lap course, they did corner things correct. Like, well, because when we were in Europe, in Europe at the European championships, the corners were like freaking 90 degrees and, and it was a three and three quarter lap course. And so you lose so much momentum on running. So they did do it better here. Um, but still like on the back half of that, like run, like there wasn't anybody standing over there. So like realistically the laps could have just been longer, um, and, and better for, for the, the runners, I guess. But the board was making a lot of mistakes for people. Um, and that was very unfortunate too, because, when you do more laps and, and you're in that brain fog, you know, you start to have to rely on the board a lot more because it does get confusing. I mean, we've all seen that. So I felt bad for some people who trusted the board and it was wrong. Um, thankfully, I didn't have that problem. Um, I also, like, I'm no dummy. I'm not making these mistakes anymore. So I had four people backing me up plus the board. Plus Mintra was guiding Lauren and me as well. Plus I'm counting. So it's like, I was not taking any, any risk with that. So, um, 
Yeah. I mean, anytime it's like a bunch of laps like that, it's going to be slower. Yeah, you know, it just even, is. E- even on a regular course, I said, if you're at that level, you absolutely should have someone counting your laps. Like, even if you don't come yeah. to the coach, you'll see someone hanging out that you know and just be like, hey, listen, I need you to yell every time I come by one, two, yep. whatever it is. Like, to me, that's just common sense. Like, if you're an elite yeah. competitor, you got to get that one handled because it's not, it's not easy. I mean, it's even someone like me, like you go every single time you're like, was that one or two? You just, it's just hard. It is. And like, it's 10 times harder when it's a battle against you and someone else and you're neck and neck the entire time, because I'm thinking about that. I'm not thinking about what lap I'm on. You know, I'm thinking about how close am I to Lauren? How many seconds am I behind? You know, okay. She got me here. What? Like, I'm thinking about strategy. I'm not thinking about Am I on three or four, you know? So I, it was like to anybody who didn't have a lap counter out there, freaking get one, you know, I'll never not have one again ever. Um, and I didn't have one at the European championships because my friend who came with me ended up having to do the live stream. Um, he was the guy holding the camera. So he wasn't really initially able to, then I made the mistake. And then he said, fuck this. I came here for her. And then he started counting and you know, for me. And they were like, don't do that on the live stream. And he's like, I don't give a shit. Like, I don't, I don't work for high rocks. I'll do what I want. I'm I here rem- for her. I don't remember this, but I guess we, yeah, that's- they didn't have a live stream set up for the European championships. I can't remember. Yeah. So I think, was it, I feel was like it just you were a Instagram? part of it, but it was all like happened. It all got established like the night before the race. And this my is- friend who came over was an American and Megiddo was like, no, we got this guy, like, he'll do it. Oh, And okay. he's, like, on it. It was just done, like, on his iPhone, you know? Right. Yeah. So, anyway. Right. Yeah. Have have backups on backups. Have backups. Uh, yeah. Hunter was saying you guys should all have your own, like, pit person, like, nutrition, water. Yeah, I think so. I mean, what's, it, like, going to harm, you know? Especially if it's – I don't take anything during – and. This is something that maybe I need to like think about, especially because of how I felt. This is the first time this has ever happened to me where I've experienced like cramping like this before. Maybe I need to change something there. That's something I've been thinking about. But if we all have the opportunity, I don't see why, like, I don't see what the harm would be. They're like, oh, well, you could put your waters like, I don't even get water. I don't drink anything. I don't take anything. For me, like, I'm wasting time. That's how I see it. So, um, but if you had someone who could hand you something, that's different. I'm not going to go stop at this table. That's way over here in the corner. You know what I mean? Like, that's just cause I'm not trying to lose any seconds, but yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Hunter was saying that he was actually, he revved it like too hard and like he slowed down, like his wall balls were like super slow because he had it, but he was going for the world record. And so like he won by only so many seconds, but that's because he chose to like, he's like 11th on wall balls or something crazy because he's like, Oh, okay. I need to not blow up here. Yeah. And again, that's I think really he smart. Said he was cramping up too. Right. Like, that's and what I'm he saying. said that like early. Right. And so again, I think th- this idea of you guys making it look easy, you know, you being a champion as well. And it's like, there's a lot that goes into it because uh, a less smart person is like, well, I kind of feel this, but I got to keep the pedal down. And then they do blow up. Like people blow up. It's a thing, whether it's a 10 K or a marathon or a ultra or a high rocks, like people like, Oh, I'm fine. And then your body goes, no, you're not. And so Hunter dialed it back when he needed to. And it still had enough room to win because he had it. So like dialed in with, you know, obviously everything was in the, sort of in the windshield here for this 
Mm-hmm. Uh, are you able now to look ahead? Like you obviously like, hey, well, oh, yeah. you like you already planned to like, I'm guessing go to Spain after like regardless. You were like, hey, I'm going to have fun. Yes. I'm going to go on a little trip, right? Yep. Um, but now we got to get back to work, right? Is that the thought? Oh, yeah. We're back to work. I was back to work Thursday. I, so I told you, I watched those CrossFit documentaries and then Thursday and I had seen they did the Linda workout in the regionals and they call it the three bars of death because it's a ladder 10, 90 down to right. one of deadlifts, bench press and power cleans. So I'm at the gym. I do that. I did a 20 minute like other hard EMOM. I ran eight miles. I'm like, I'm we're back to business. So eight miles, just, just, ripping yeah. Out. Yeah, just ripping it out. We're back. I got a, I got two comps next weekend. So, oh, that's right. No rest. I completely forgot. Like I'm gonna be there for one of them. Yeah. So I battle bunker, and then I'm actually flying back Saturday after to do the go ruck doubles at High Rocks in New York City with Jereen Klingberg, who is my. She's also doing Battle Bunker East Coast Regionals, but she is one of my training partners up here I in love New York. So. so what's the flight yeah. back? What time's the flight back? Like 8 p.m. So I think everything's supposed to be over by 5, and it's an hour drive to the airport. So it's going to be tight, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully it all works out. If not, then it's not the end of the world. But um, Yeah, I would say plan on not staying for awards. I would say there's probably yeah. a chance it runs over. Maybe not because there's not that many women. But I just know, you know how these things go, right? They tend to run yep. over. So yeah, like have that fucking bag ready to go and just like, yeah, like ready yep. to get the fuck out of there. The one thing about this regional is it's logistically not convenient at all. <laughs> it's like Listen, an I... hour and change from, there's like three potential airports you could fly to and like Charlotte's two hours, Raleigh's a little over an hour, Fayetteville's a little over an hour. I was like, "Listen, so I, we have to rent a car." I was like, "This is not really cool." I don't know. I said, to "I know them, they're doing what they got to do," but I was like, "I feel like this could have been." When they announced it, I said, "Listen, I Atlanta's great. Atlanta's a huge airport. Everywhere, everybody flies direct in here. I'll be happy to help you find a gym." And they're like, "No, I think we're gonna do it at the one that Hunter did his Murph at." And I was like, okay, like, again, like, mm-hmm. I know that's not very convenient. It's, it's, yeah. it's but, uh, but anyway, it's why they, it's, they chose it. But yeah, I was happy to try to find something around here. Cause there's like, you know, anyway, uh, I don't think it's ideal either, but it's where it's going to be. Yep. Hey, it like is what it is. <laughs> Look at my headphones nice. for like 12 hours. They're in the pocket of this fucking sweatshirt, which is, I thought I already checked. It's hilarious. I just found them accidentally. Just been walking around with them on your body. Well, no, this is like them. on the ground. Like I took this off, you know, oh, my hoodie off. I, but then I came outside to talk and I'm just like sitting here talking to you. I'm like, oh, my headphones. Um, yeah. Sorry. These are my life because A, they're for the phone, but they're also for this. So like if I'm working somewhere publicly, um, I right. can edit and do sh- Anyway, you mean fucking these I buy a year? A lot. Yeah, probably a lot. Um, so yeah. So what do you um, – the, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that most of the, you know, the top, top competition is on the West Coast. Um, yeah. So you're kind of like, you know, you're not that worried, but like, what are your thoughts kind of coming into, coming into Battle Bunker? Like you've looked at the, you've looked at the work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm like super pumped for, I mean, really all of it, but I mean, I don't know. They kind of pick stuff that I'm good at, so I'm pretty stoked about it. And I just... I'm just out here trying to make statements. That's all I'm trying to do. So I've, I mean, my goal is to win it, you know, 
I know it's like top eight advanced. So ultimately you just have to be in that window. So, you know, it is what it is, but like, I'm going out there to win the whole yeah, thing. No, of course. Every event. So yeah, I was particularly excited because I come from a little bit of a powerlifting background. So that second like workout, which is like the AMRAP bench press and deadlift, um, that was a very exciting workout to me. So I'm looking forward to that, especially the bench. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how that one goes down as as well. Yeah, there's some guys that I think are going to be really fun to to watch. So I'm looking forward to to that. But um, I, I do, I think that the endurance run portion, I don't know. It's, I like the idea that it's like a knockout thing. I think, I, I think like I get what they're trying to do with it. I wish there was something else, a little more endurancey in there. I mean, a mile run weighted at the beginning, you know, like the Murph style thing. It's like, I mean, a lot of people who are just strong enough can like get through that pretty well. I would have liked something a little different for the endurance, like a bigger endurance portion, maybe like running longer, wise. Like longer. Yeah. Like let's race a 5k. Right. Let's see who can hang with me. <laughs> well, maybe you'll get no. that chance. Maybe you'll get that chance at the finals. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The finals would be cool. I'm, I'm excited this year to be like more aware. I was, I thought I had thought about going to the battle bunker last year. Um, and really the thing that had been kind of holding me back at that time was a, I was coaching varsity cross country still in the fall. Um, I coached for the last six years, cross country, indoor and outdoor track. Um, so at that point I was in season coaching. So like the amount of weekends I had available to me to, to be traveling to compete were like zero. So that. And just at that point, like I wasn't making any money doing this. So everything was like out of pocket and I'm a single parent and, um, just logistics and financially, like, I'm like, uh, like I kind of, at that point was more focused on high rocks. So it was like, if I'm going to, you know, extend myself, it's gotta be for that, right? not for other stuff. But so I am excited this year now that I'm in a, a little bit of a different place and I'm able to try some new new things. So I, I'm excited about that. Well, I think, but I think the sport is also growing, like the hybrid space Agreed. is growing. So I think it's good to be better at more than one thing, unless like the money gets so ridiculous at High Rocks. Like let's say they were giving out 100K and they just be like, yeah, I'm going to focus on that. But as yeah. it is, I would say, yeah, it's good to do. Uh, it's good. I forgot. How did you end up in DECA last year? Weren't you second in everything or what? How did you do in DECA? I, I won the mile world championship. Right. I have the world record. And so I only, I only did one oh, race okay. ever. Yeah. So <laughs> I got, a, I snuck a qualifier in like the week before the closeout. Cause again, like I had just learned about all this stuff last year. I didn't know any of this existed. Um, so I, in doing high rocks with rich, I had learned about DECA and I said to him, like, I don't know. What do you think? I could go do like a mile or something. And he's like, yeah, like go for it. I drove seven hours to Pittsburgh to do this freaking DECA mile. Oh I get a God. time in, I get a time in. Cause it was like the only option I had nearby anywhere. And, um, and again, I'm coaching. So like Saturdays are cross country meets. And like, I'm the only coach, like there is no one else. So I couldn't like, so it was like on a Sunday 
So I like coached a meet, got in my car, drove six hours, spent the night, raced the deck a mile at 8 a.m., like asked them to go early so I could then drive home, <laughs> um, snuck a time in, and then I ended up winning and setting the world record at the world championships for that. So that's also something I've done one deck of strong and I went sub 13 minutes, um, which is apparently a very strong time. So I don't know. I, like, I, I, like, I still like, don't really know like everything about this stuff, but, um, so I snuck one, de- I've done one deck of strong. I'm going to do a couple of the deck of fits this right. summer. So I'm looking forward to trying that out too. Well, as, as this thing, as this thing grows and you, you have a lot of opportunities, I think. So if you, if you can like, be let's say the high rocks world record holder and the high rocks champion and oh i also own this deca world record and i also won this battle like i think that's the kind of stuff that's like oh more sponsors more money and you can focus more on the whole thing so it's like a whole a whole new way to look at your life definitely and these are all like big thoughts that i had after the world championship is um just kind of trying to continue to move my life more into this direction like fully. And I'm not saying like, I won't work my current position, but, um, things definitely will need to, to change if I want to be a champion and everything. And that's just truly the way it is. You know, it's really hard to be training 20 plus hours a week, working 40 hours a week, raising a child. It's, it's, you know, it's been everything that I could ever want. So I don't feel like I'm making any sacrifices myself. Like this is what I want to do. This is my, like, this is what, this is who I am, you know, but, but logistically, could it be made easier? Could it be a lot less stressful? Yes. And that's, that's what I'm kind of hoping for. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think because we're in the sport that like we all do, people don't, like understand how hard that piece can can be that yeah you know you're 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 a regular person you're a single mom you're doing yeah. your thing and it's like all of a sudden we have this new sport and you have a chance to be one of the bigger names in it and you know coach and make money at all these things and it's yeah it's it's a lot i don't think most people you know can really grasp it listen my wife and i often say we don't know how anybody does it that's a single parent because we know how much we lean on each other and how emotionally yeah. It's not the time so much as the emotional exhaustion of little people, I think. Yeah. Like you're never not a mom. You're never, you're not in right. Spain, not a mom just because they're not with you. Right. Right. You wake up, you go to sleep. It's 24 seven. Yeah. I, my daughter has a really, I think a really understand, like I've talked to her about this stuff a lot. We have a lot of these conversations about like, you know, because the, the reality of being a parent, um, a single parent especially is like, like my daughter's with me the majority of the time, you know, that's just kind of like the way the setup is. And so when I leave, like, she's not happy about it, you know, and I'm, I'm getting the like, why are you leaving me? And I'm getting all of that kind of stuff. And the, when are you coming home and the tears on the phone and all of that, you know, plays a big, it's, it's definitely hard and it's a weight. You know, that it's like constantly in the back of your mind. Am I doing the right thing? All those, all those things. I do believe I'm doing the right thing. And I have these conversations with her, like about the importance of what I'm doing for not just me, but for us and like for our life, you know, like we get to do 
Like we're going to Deca Orlando in September. So now she's going to go to Disney World again, you know, like because we're there. So it's like, there's a lot of things that we're like, she's getting to do too. And I think a lot of lessons um, that maybe she's not going to fully comprehend right now, but I feel like I'm giving her the best tools possible to be a successful human being, like goal setting, working towards a goal, failing getting knocked down, standing back up, working harder, like all, all of those things. And especially as a woman, being able to do that, I think is just really, really, really important. So, um, yeah, but it, but yeah, like I'm in Barcelona and like, I feel like I deserve a little bit of a break and to travel and all the things that come with it. But of course, then you're still feeling like, uh, like my daughter just wants me to come home and you feel bad, you know? So all of those things come with it for sure. Did you did you enjoy many tapas, many empanadas? Many tapas, many sangria glasses as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. I don't typically take any time off. Um that was one of the things that I had said to myself after this was I'm such an all-in person. Um athletically, I I've, I've kind of like looked back at myself in the past and realized that I'd end up burning out because I'm so all in all the time and that can be really exhausting. So there are, I I know I've learned like if I want this to be a really like lifelong thing for me or have a really long career, like I, I know I need to take the pedal off the gas at times and like sit back and, and chill on training. And also just like, that's how you're, you're not going to get better if you're hammering it 24 seven, right? Like you have to have like the ebbs and flows with training too. So after worlds, I took a couple of days off. And when I was there, like I worked out when I wanted to, and that felt really good. And then I felt like refreshed. Um, cause this year, like every race, even some of these bigger championship races that we had throughout the season, like you're training through those, right? Because I'd already qualified for Worlds in January. Obviously, I knew my time would have held up either way. So, like, I'm thinking about May. Like, I, yes, I'm thinking about podiuming at these and, like, making some cash, which helps make things easier. All of those things. But you're really training through it because, like, your season's not over. Like, you have six months left. So, um, you know, you don't really take a ton of time off during those, those throughout the year. So, I was like, this is important that I know this about myself. And while it's such a good thing to have, you know, being 120% all the time isn't sustainable mentally. You know, physically, I feel fine. But mentally is where it starts to get a little bit challenging, I think. Well, yeah, especially if the season started (sighs) yesterday, like it's already the next season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that was an interesting thing that they did where we have these two races like right now that are counting towards next year. Kind of, I don't know. We'll see how that turns out. Well, the the goal initially was that they're like, oh, we'll we'll be we'll have a different season. We'll be fall to spring with the summer off. But I feel like, yeah, like they also want to make money. They want to put on events, right? So right, they, they've got to add. And unlike you know outdoor races, like you could do them in the summer. So why wouldn't they add a right June, July, August races in America somewhere? Yeah, I I wouldn't doubt that even next year there are just races all year long anymore you know i i i especially with from the sounds of it how much it's gonna be growing like just new countries hosting different events um it's gonna just turn into an all-year-round thing i think 
and that's great. Like the, the more it grows, the better it is for us, right? Like the more money they're willing to put into it, the more money we have the potential of earning. I mean, even next year there's, you know, we went from three chances to podium and win prize money to now maybe potentially five. So all of that. And so there's four regionals, right? Well, there's the last chance because I'm not counting that because I won't be there. Get it. <laughs> that was a that was a so, for the listener. Um, no, yeah. I know you won't. But 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 they were saying I thought the last chance was on top of the four. Yeah, it is. I think so. I don't know if you would be win win money there though. I think it's just maybe the potential for a podium. Yeah, if there's position. two Europe, if there's two Europe, one APAC, one America, and there's money at all those, and then the World Championship, yeah. that's five chances, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, I guess I don't even know what the money is that the other ones are yet. I couldn't figure out what the money no. was for this until like the day before. And it's and they should have announced it. It was good. It was bigger than last year. But for some reason, I asked like seven people at High Rocks, like, do you have the payouts yet? They're like, I'll look into it for you. And then I finally oh, saw Oh, you should have just asked us. We had yeah. it for months. I knew that's, it for a long time. Dude, that's what I'm saying. When I finally saw it, it was on the athlete guide. And I'm like, well, clearly they've known. Like, yeah. again, it seems silly because it's it's good news. It's not like Spartan taking it down. It's like- more exactly anyway, yes, i'll ask you next time i'll, I'll let you up direct. yeah yeah just ask me next time no yeah and then so that's like like for me i feel like having more like five potential races to to win cash i it, i think it's a great sign you know for the sport itself uh i mean it is a lot of travel though if you want to travel that much yeah i think i won't be in hong kong like <laughs> also cool. my job might be like Hanging by, I might be. I'm already hanging on by a dear thread at my at my place of employment. I don't. They've been very, very supportive, but like I've been burning through the PTO already. So right. we'll see. We'll see how things turn out there. So were you going to coach this fall again or no? No, no. After the fall season, I knew I had to be all in on this, and that was just two hours of time of my day that I needed for myself to train that I couldn't be doing this. And, and like I had, you know, honestly, coaching was part of the reason that I got so inspired really to get back into running myself. I had some really, really phenomenal athletes when I first started, um, that have had tremendous one in particular has had a tremendous collegiate career at Georgetown. Um, and he was one of the, the people that kind of like really, that just like got me excited to like get back into competitive running again. And this is like 2016, 2007, no, 2018. So, and that's kind of like, you know, the running competitively, then getting into lifting and lifting competitively. Like those are the things that have really like merged together to, for me to become the person that I am right now and the athlete I am right now. Cause if I didn't have either skill set, you know, I don't know that I'd be having so much success in this. All right. I wasn't sure how to say this, but you do seem, Meg, you do seem, like a little reserved. And so like, before we go, I just want to ask you, like, like, I know you're fired up about this. Like, I know you're like, I know you love Lauren, but you're not like, you're fired up about this. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yeah. If you're competing against me next year, you might want to watch out because I'm coming hard and I'm coming with a vengeance and this is not going to happen again. I do not like to be in this position. I do not like the way that this feels. And again, I know I have a lot to be proud of, so I'm not knocking anything, you know, I'm not taking anything for granted, but you should be on the lookout for me. That's what you should do. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, I like I like we're friends, right? Like we talk a lot offline, and so I kind of like yeah. A- again, like when you talk to somebody and you know they're not like you want to be gracious and defeat, and you want to like you know you you want to give Lauren her flowers because she deserves them. But yeah, like you are allowed to be fucking pissed, and I think that's what does make like. And I meant to ask you this actually at the beginning is like, look what Hunter beat got beat. When Hunter got beat, he was like, oh, y'all forgot who the fuck I am, right? Yeah, definitely. Got, remember when he got beat a couple years ago? Yep. And, the, and uh, it's another, his story is another story that I'm really, really like looking to, um, you know, like I said, like this is incredible motivation for me. And if you're not in my position, you don't have the same type of motivation for next year, you know? And so that's something that I'm going to really be honing into. Um, but it was, you know, it was really hard standing up there and, and feeling the way that I felt. And, you know, my heart was in my throat and I am, and I, and I stand proudly knowing what a good sport I am and how much sportsmanship is huge for me. And it's incredibly important. And Lauren and I are having a full-blown mom cry moment, holding hands on the stage. And again, like someone I completely admire and respect. So I'm incredibly happy for her. And then I'm roaming around and I'm handing water to all my competitors. And I'm, you know, she and I are down in the wall balls cheering on everybody. But there's this, you know, uh, there's, as I'm happy for everybody else finishing and I can see how happy and excited a lot of the women are for where they placed. Um, and I'm so happy for them that they feel this way. I'm feeling not this way. And so, I, I mean, it took a lot for me to even just be still standing there, you know, like I wanted to, I don't know, throw that fucking wall ball across the room, you know, like that, that's just how I felt. And so, uh, like I said, it's just going to be an incredible motivator for me going forward. Yeah. I think it was who did they just interview this famous basketball player? And they're like, well, is this year a failure? And it was like, fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like you have no idea what we're going through up here. You know what I mean? So, um, so I get it, man. Well, thanks. I'm glad you get it. But yeah, be on the lookout. Well, there you have it. And as the ad used to go, if you're going against Meg, be afraid, be very afraid. Meg will be back with a guest of her own next Monday. We will have Dylan here on Wednesday with the Hybrid Drive. And I'll be back on Friday with an interview of my own. Thank you again so much for listening. Do tell a friend about this show. Uh, We're already almost at 1,500 followers on the Instagram, which is awesome. We're barely at a month and a half, I think, of having this thing. Uh, Please do tell a friend. Share this episode. We'd love to grow it and have you grow this world of high rocks and deca and hybrid fitness. Ooh, and this weekend... Battle Bunker, me in Carolina with Austin and Hunter. It's going to be a hoot and a holler. Love you, miss you, mean it. I got to run. Bye.